for 10 years in a row, ranking Arizona's number one most trusted referral network, rosieonthehouse.com. Information that you can't get anywhere else. And over three decades of Rosie on the House. Come on into my house. It's Rosie's house. And you come in by just giving us a phone call. It's toll free. one 767 4348 If you've got any question about home maintenance, home repair, or home remodeling, or home ownership in general, give us a call and let us put our 45 years of Arizona home ownership and remodeling experience to work for you. I'm Rosie. I'm broadcasting from our broadcast affiliate flagship out of Phoenix, Arizona. Romy is on the road and joining us remotely from the Tucson Convention Center where the Saba Home Show is currently going on. And I want to do one thing before we dive into your questions. Uh, we have a couple people already on hold with questions. But Romy, if you don't mind, I want to go back a week or two to when we had a show on doing home inventory. And I got an email I thought was pretty interesting. We were talking at the time about how to save paint samples. And as a part of inventorying your home, it's always so tough six or seven or eight or nine years later when that room or the outside wall needs a little touch-up for you to do the detective work to find out exactly what paint you used. So what I've told people for years is when you're done painting, take a small little Dixie cup of that paint, clean the rim of the paint can, stretch a layer of saran wrap over the top of the can, and tap the lid down with a rubber mallet so that you don't dent any of the rim. Do not use a steel hammer. Then turn the can upside down, take the Dixie cup of paint, and pour it on the bottom of the paint can. Let that dry, and then take a Sharpie's felt marker and put Master Bedroom, October 2019, and you'll have an instant example of uh, what the paint is. And stored upside down with a layer of saran wrap between the lid and the can, that paint will absolutely be free from air contact and will last for years. Well, we had somebody from Oral Valley write in. He says, that's a good idea, Rosie, but here's something I do. Anytime I'm tackling a paint project, I finish the project by having samples of good lumber already primed with a paint primer that I then coat with two or three coats of whatever paint I'm using. And then I store that with the paint can in a black baggy bag so no ultraviolet light can distort the color. So anytime I want to go back to that particular paint color, I've got an actual sample of the paint application that I can give to the paint wholesaler And these computer matching machines have become so accurate, they can give you the exact color, they can tell you what sheen it is, 
whether it's flat or it's eggshell or it's semi-gloss or it's gloss. And he says that is the way I store my paint samples. So we appreciate that from Rick. Uh, one more tip that we'll add to the Rosie on the House database and uh, add that to our tips in the website, rosieonthehouse.com, which is absolutely a jam-packed, fact-filled encyclopedia for anyone that owns a home in the state of Arizona. So that's the catch-up I needed to do. One triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight Rosie for you to join the conversation. We are at the uh, Tucson Convention Center this weekend for the Saba Home Show. You can come visit Rosie on the house in booth eight twenty five. We have. 2019 home maintenance calendars, our third uh, printing of a home maintenance calendar. We had them distributing this weekend. They're in our booth as well as all of our partners that are here at the Tucson Home Show all have stacks of the home maintenance calendar in their booth. You can get it before uh, we ship it. If you're already on the mailing list, you'll get your copy mid-December. We'll mail those out. And if you're not already on the mailing list, you can just send us an address of where you would like the home maintenance calendar sent. We'll send you a free copy. Uh, just email us at info at rosieonthehouse.com. It uh, gives you a format, line out to the broadcast, what we cover in each of our four individual hours. We have a weekly to-do. We'll be covering that at 1032. And then there's also uh, our partners put together a list of different promotional coupon savings. So the calendar will help you save money on all kinds of things, whether it's pest control, uh, roofing, air conditioning, window cleaning, whatever the case may be, uh, chimney cleaning as I'm scrolling through here. So you can pick up a copy of your home maintenance calendar, and it's also got a statewide directory printed in it as well for quick reference at the point you need a trustworthy home service provider and they also have some of our top selling e-store items all the ever popular puncture proof gloves by thorn armor that are great for anybody working in a cactus garden or trimming mesquites Palo Verdes or Texas Ebony's um, they've got those in stock as well as our earth talon shovel and if you just want to stop by and say hello, you can do that as well. We're in booth 825. And as I understand, we've got callers lined we up, do. so let's get to them. They are lining up. So, uh, Gary, why don't you punch up Richard here, and let's see if we can get him taken care of. Go ahead, Richard. Morning, Richard. Morning, sir. Uh, if you ever go to Santa Maria, California, try their tri-tip over there. <laughs> Boy, they got the best tri-tip over there. I don't know if you've ever been there, but they got the tri-tip over there. All right. Well, now we got the tri-tip contest going right here at Rosie on the House. <laughs> yeah, Thank that's their meat over there. Thank anyway, you. Anyway, Mr. Rosie, uh, I have a, a manufacturer home, and I moved in here uh, three years ago, and uh, it's been coated about three times. I've coated it twice, and it was coated okay. once before I got here. Okay. How many times can I coat that before I have to replace the, the uh, shingles on there? Well, Richard, you could coat it a lot. Uh, what do you What are you using? What product are you using? Well, I don't know. I heard a, a contractor came in and, and did it, but the last one I seen him. He bought it at Home Depot. He kind of snuck in a little bit in there. The Home Depot product, okay. uh, Henry, I think it was called yeah. or something like that. Well, that's a good product. It's a mm -hmm. It's the white reflective Henrys. Yes, sir. Yeah, uh, that's a That's a good product. Uh, mm -hmm. What part of Arizona are you in, Richard? East Mesa. Okay. Uh, 
Yeah, East Mesa, huh? Okay. Well, I tell you what, you can coat it a lot. You mm-hmm. you can't put on too many layers of shingles uh, before you exceed the weight limit of the roof. Mm-hmm. But we can put a lot of coating on a roof on top of the existing shingle. What vintage is the home? What year is the home? 1989. Okay. And you think it has at least three layers of coating over the top of the shingles right now? Yes, sir, that I know of. Okay. Um, You're not having any leaking problems now. No, sir. What triggers you to want to recoat again? Just uh, so I won't have to spend the money on uh, putting new roof up there, new shingles in there, all that. And and you're just looking visually at some of the surface cracking in yes, the sir. coating, and that's making you nervous. Well, yeah, I mean, every two years I, I look get up there, and, and and yeah, it's starting to stretch out a little bit, little cracks up there, and yeah. that's when I have it recoated. When you the last time you had it recoated was about two years ago. A, a year ago, sir. A year ago. Well, Richard. If if you're comfortable getting on the roof, um, I would tell you if, if you would just shoot a couple pictures of the area that concern you and send them over to me, uh, I'll do the best I can to kind of judge it. Uh, if I think we need to get a roofer over there to look at it, I'll send a roofer over there for free just to give you an opinion. Is, oh. that, is that fair? Oh, yes, sir. I appreciate okay. that. All right. Well, you take pictures with your phone and send it to info at rosieonthehouse.com and just put today's date on it and just put today's date, roof photos. We get hundreds of emails every weekend. But if I see that, then I'll know we talked on the radio and I'll jump right on that first thing Tuesday morning. Okay, and one more thing. I think Jennifer, you and uh, Romy are world class, uh, world class people, and I appreciate your show. Well, very nice. Thank you, Richard. And, you have a good day, sir. And I'll I'll second that. Romy and Jennifer are world class people. I'd like to second that motion. You taught us well. Oh. <laughs> I got to teach the world class person to turn the mic on. Uh, the world class person microphone. All right, uh, let's go to the next call. Bring in Wade. Trying to tackle a project around the house. And I took care of Richard. That opens the line for you. If you'd like to ask a question, give us a ring at one 767 Okay, Wade, what are you trying to tackle today? Uh, yeah, I have a double gate and a 12-foot opening in the concrete fence. And um, the gate were held in by originally by five sixteenths redheads and they changed them to three eighths and they're still not holding. I was wondering if you had a suggestion of what would hold in the Oh boy. Hold them up. And and these redheads have already pulled out or they're just loose right now? Uh, they're they're loose now and okay. gonna have to And they're they're supporting uh, a six foot gate. Correct. It's a metal gate with, uh, you know, redwood slats. Okay. Well, I tell you, uh, that's a lot of weight, and it's two hinges, a top and a bottom hinge for each gate panel. Correct. And that's going to, and that's mounting on what? A fence column? 
that then turns into fence block, the narrow fence block, or is it a full? Yeah, fence, narrow fence block and the is. hollow in, you know, the hollow in there wasn't filled. Okay, well, the column that has the gate hinges mounted to it should be grouted solid. If if it's not, that yeah. may be part of your problem. And on the yeah, top, okay, well, on the top of that column is a flat masonry unit we call a cracker and if you could take a uh, a, a, an all metal bit in your sawzall and cut that grout joint loose and remove that cracker here's what I would do I would go in either with another redhead or a, a big molly bolt and I would make sure that the integrity of the block itself is good and I'd mount that molly and then I would just fill that whole column with grout solid okay and and then you'll probably be in pretty good shape you take a little mortar or a little um masonry caulk and glue that cracker back in place and you'll be all set the the fact that that okay. column isn't grouted solid um it's the hinges that are coming loose it's not the columns that are tilting or listing correct Correct. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Yeah. All right. They're coming. They're they're pulling out of that. So I'd I'd pop yeah, I'd, that. I'd, I'd heard about epoxy and some kind of a mesh sleeve thing and yeah. things like that. There there are all those things available, but I think I'd just go in with a molly and I would just fill that whole column from top to bottom. It should be filled grout solid anyway at that location, and I and and the the molly won't be able to spin when it's completely grouted in place from the backside, and you'll be all set. So, Wade, appreciate the call. hope that helps get him Don't started. Don't get your windows replaced until you get an education and a quote from the experts at Pella Windows. So we've got Adam Homer in. Do you often change the window product as you go around the house? Oftentimes, customers wanting to turn a window into a door. If somebody wants to take a an operable window, maybe that they don't ever open, we turn those into picture windows. Would you change glazing options as you go around a house? You know, I guess intuitively it kind of makes sense. I mean, I understand why people think that maybe I'll I'll do uh, you, you know your best sun defense glass on the west and south exposure, and maybe do something different uh, and less expensive on the north and east side of the house. I mean, when it's 115 degrees outside, it's 115 degrees outside whether the sun's on it or not. You're going to put sun defense glass if you're here in the valley uh, throughout your whole home. Take the time to think through the right door and window. Fellas, two locations in Scottsdale and Tucson. Find them at rosieonthehouse.com under certified partners. All right. You've heard us already take care of Richard's question about roofing, roof shingles, and roof coatings. Wade's question on securing gates to a masonry column. What's your question? What are you trying to tackle around your house or home? The number's one 767 4348 And before we go back to the phone lines, Romy, I want to go back to our website here just for a minute. On our website, we post a weekly how-to-do tip. And this week's tip has to do with caulking. Now, every homeowner should have basic caulking skills 
down pat. This isn't tough. But, boy, there's nothing worse than seeing an ugly caulk joint. But you use caulk to seal up your doors and your windows, where the window or the door frame meets the stucco or the drywall. You use caulk to seal up all around the bathroom, around the showers and the tile and the wall panels and the tub and the toilet and the floor and the sink. So caulking is just one of those things that every responsible homeowner should be able to tackle. And it's easy to experiment because even a great professional-grade caulk gun is only going to cost you about 14 bucks, And you can buy a 79-cent tube of caulk and practice, but it's critical that you get it done right. Now, Romy, when you caulk, are you a pusher or a puller? Puller. I'm a puller. I, I know guys that push. I could never do it. Gary, how about you? You a pusher or a puller? Uh, well, you know, that's a good one. Um, I'm not kind of a 50-50 person. Oh, yeah. Depends De- on the project. Depends where you're trying to reach into? Right. Okay. Right. Well, listen, folks, I want you to be able to caulk with pride. I want your caulk joint to look like a professional did it. So on our website, you can find under quick links, under weekly to-do, the right way to caulk. And I'll talk you through it here real quick. If you'll simply just take some painter's tape and put it at the outside edge of where you'd like the outside edge of the caulk to be, lay the tape down, use a putty knife, and secure it securely to the material. Like say it's a cultured marble countertop up against a sheetrock wall. You lay the tape down about 3 sixteenths of an inch inside the drywall. You lay the tape 3 sixteenths inch above the cultured marble top, and you lay your caulk bead in there. Take your thumb or your finger and smooth the joint out nice and smooth. And while the caulk is still wet, remove the tape. And you'll look at that caulk joint, and you'll say, holy cow, mama, I'm a pro. There's nothing worse than having a caulk joint that looks like you embedded boogers in it, and it's got stop and start marks, and it's sagging. Oh, it's horrible. So, and the, the, the tip is on our weekly to-do at Rosie on the House. You would have got it if you were a subscriber to our newsletter. And it should be a very, very, very thin bead of material. If you see a big, wide bead, you know that uh, somebody somewhere along the way uh, really cheated a corner or didn't measure right or was just sloppy in the application of of the material because it, it it's not made and it's not designed to be um, applied in a, in a thick uh, pattern. Uh, a a very eighth, thin. eighth of an inch is what you want. And Romy, I had a painter teach me back in 1971 that if you cut the tip of the caulk tube just right, he could teach me how to lay a two-inch bead for perfect miters. <laughs> Yeah, that's some that's some caulking music right there, baby. I'd get you fired up. Well, during the break, virtually every employee of the radio station walked in and says, "Well, now I know how to do burger booger-free caulking." 
See? That's just one of the things you learn right here at Rosie on the House. Well, you know what I learn all week long when I talk to people? I ask them how they listen to the show, and they said, doing my errands and in my car. And that's the case today. I have Miss Cheryl. She was called earlier, then she was in her, and now she's in her car waiting to talk to you. She's been to the farmer's market this morning. Oh, she's waiting for us. Uh, go ahead and bring her up. Miss Cheryl. Hi, Rosie. How are you? Hey, great, great. How can good, we help good. you? Good. Well, I changed out uh, yesterday a 33-year-old air conditioning unit in my <laughs> condo. Okay. And it was uh, limping along the last few years and finally bit the bullet. Um, I was uh, happy with the company and so forth, but they I had them add an air scrubber. And okay. the air scrubber either came with an ozone additive or not. And I, I chose the ozone because it supposedly eliminates the odors, attaches to the odors, eliminates them in the atmosphere. And then this morning, after the fact, I started reading uh, online, of course, uh, that there are pros and cons to the ozone, and it can be fatal to small animals. And I have cats uh, at this okay. point. And so I wanted to get your opinion on that. Well, uh, there's there's ozone generators that aren't aren't healthy. Um, we use them a lot when we're trying to eliminate odors from a house. And a perfect example, I'll tell you a short story, is a friend of ours had a modular home up in the White Mountains, and a family of skunks came in and made their home underneath the house. And one of the neighbors, thinking they were doing my friends a favor, started harassing those skunks to get them out from under the house. And so on the way, the way the skunks showed their appreciation for being harassed was they sprayed everything underneath that house trailer. And you literally could not walk in that house without throwing up. So we, we put ozone generators in that house for two weeks. And you would never know that that house experienced that problem. But, wow. but you couldn't be inside that house while the ozone generators were running. The ozone right. air is not healthy for you. Now, a lot of people get ozone generators confused with air ionizers. And those are two completely different things. So are you sure you don't have an air ionizer? Well, I don't know. It's an ultraviolet light, but it's a cartridge, and they had it with an ozone component and without. And they, the installer, two of the installers said they have them in their home, and it has a slight odor to it. It's a fresh odor, yeah. but it's, I, I don't have a great sense of smell, but it, yeah. it does do that for the odors. But it's, a, you know, it's put inside the air return uh, which yeah. in my case is in my pantry. So it, and I chose that. They said if I didn't like it, they could switch it out to one that doesn't, a cartridge that does not have ozone. Well, I tell you what, Miss Cheryl, uh, if if you'll send me the information on who the manufacturer is and what they call it, we'll do some research for you and tell you whether or not we feel like you ought to trade it out. I will okay, tell. That'd be I, awesome. I will tell you this. Right that the ultraviolet light is absolutely one of the purest air filtering systems you can get. So let's just see what kind of ionizer 
or ozone generator they've got attached to that, and we'll help you make that choice, okay? Okay, I will do that. The only reason I knew about the ultraviolet light was because of your show, and otherwise I wouldn't have even known to ask, and they hadn't mentioned it. So okay. I really appreciate it. All right, so Ms. I will Sharon. do that. I'll send you the information. That's awesome. Now, you hang on one second. Jennifer will pick you back up and uh, get your contact information. And with that, we'll uh, quick jump to Bob down in Tucson. Uh, we actually have two Bobs in Tucson. One wants to talk about roof, and one wants to talk about concrete. Let's go to Bob with the roof question first. Yeah. Hey, Bob, Bob of the Roof in Tucson. Uh, yeah. Rosie, thank you. Yeah. Hey, um, I got a bid uh, to do a um, flat roof, 3,600 square feet, 100% silicone coating. What do you think about that uh, versus, uh, you know, just a regular uh, paint and patch type deal? Um. Are you familiar with that? Well, did you did you say ceramic? No, no, silicone. Silicone okay. solvent free. Yeah. Um, you mind you mind sharing with me? Did they give you a brand name? Yes. What is it? It's called uh, Geico Western. Geico Flex S two hundred S twenty series. Um. Uh, no. That I mean, I've got the I've got the literature on it. Yeah, no, um, I'm I'm not familiar with it, but you're trying to apply that to what kind of roof? Flat roof, uh, thirty six hundred square feet. You know, okay. uh, every three or four years, it uh, you know gets cracking and so forth uh, with uh, traditional uh, roof coating, and this has allegedly got a uh, fifty year guarantee that uh, in other words once i have this applied that's it for the duration okay um well i i tell uh, you what bob I, um yeah I'm, i want you to talk to our tucson roofing expert we have we have two certified roofers in tucson lions roofing mm -hmm. and west coast roofing let's just see what they know about that product okay Jennifer, yep. do you have West okay. Coast number? I do. It is 520-241-2556. Okay, West Coast Roofing. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll Google it and find them. Yeah. G give them yeah, a I've call. Never, I've never heard of it before. Well, I well thanks, I, uh, thanks. Okay. Well, I will tell you this, that Tucson is the roof coating capital of the entire world. Uh, they do things with roof coatings and extending the life of roof surfaces with coatings more in Tucson than any other place I've ever been. So it's worth looking into. Uh, let's just look into it with someone that has a little bit more specific expertise on it than me. And that would be the guys at West Coast or Lions Roofing as it relates to Tucson roof coatings. All right, we've got Romy joining us from the Tucson Convention Center. He's down there for the Southern Arizona Home Builders Association home show that goes all weekend long. And let's see if we caught him with a mouthful of that tri-tip meat he's got me so hungry for now. Oh, 
not yet, but my stomach's telling me it's ready. Oh. <laughs> I bet Saturday could, morning start early here. I bet you could smell it, huh? Uh, pro- well, I'm sure down from the floor I can. We're up in the office show manager's room okay, above yeah. the floor uh, just because when we broadcast on the floor of the convention center, about 930, they start making the PA announcements, and it just becomes a very – poor listener experience for the rest of the audience to hear the <laughs> the PA in the background. But I'm sure you could smell it on the floor. Brent, could you smell it before you came up here? Absolutely. You could? Yeah. I'm going to turn up your mic for you. There, there we go. go. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's the guiding beacon to the home show here. <laughs> Just roll down your window and start sniffing. You'll, you'll find your way in from there. Um, and I asked you to join us because uh, October is Water Month here at Rosie on the House, and y'all have a pretty interesting service that you provide for the water supply and water drainage of homes. Right, we do. I really appreciate this opportunity. Good morning to you and my friends. So uh, here the at Company's New, F- New Flow. Right, New Flow. Uh, what we do is we fix pipes. We work with uh, with sewer lines and with water lines. We have two different technologies that we utilize. Uh, you asked, you mentioned about the water lines. That's a, uh, it's an NSF 61 approved product that is a barrier coating that is sprayed in with compressed air. Uh, how that process works, it was actually developed with uh, partnership with the U.S. Navy. It's used on all the aircraft carriers. It's just a wonderful product for preventing inside-out corrosion. What that does is that uh, coats the inside of the pipe about 7 to 8 mil thick, each coating. Uh, the process is uh, we uh, attach hoses, we remove all the angle stops, the uh, connection points, and with compressed air, we run an aggregate, spray an aggregate through, and capture that on the back end. That, that removes any buildup debris that's in the pipe and also gives it a, a tooth, if you will, uh, so that the, uh, the, the epoxy that's blown in will attach properly to the pipe. And we don't know how long epoxy will last, but you're basically taking a 40-, 50-year copper pipe uh, and extending it 100, 200 years. It has a life expectancy exactly of 50 to 75 years. We haven't been around long enough to completely <laughs> fulfill that uh, that understanding, but, yeah, it, it's, it's done a, a marvelous job thus far. And it saves the homeowners from having to repipe through the attic. If We've seen a lot of cases where the pipes corrode, they need it replaced, they go with the option of running it through the attic, and then they're like, I never have cold water in the summer. Or I have to wait for five minutes before I get cold water because all that hot water that's in the pipes, that's in the attic, that wasn't insulated, has to clear out. And we're just seeing a ton of water running down the drain and wasting Sure, just to get to a a temperature that's comfortable to use. Right, right. Yeah, that's one of the advantages of what we offer is you're uh, utilizing the original system that was designed properly for the structure. And then on the drainage side, this is very cool. Yeah, the drainage site is uh, that's actually a uh, structural enhancement for the the waste site. It's a felt material that's impregnated with epoxy. Uh, we use a bladder. Uh, it's kind of like an inner tube that's put inside of the felt liner once it's impregnated with epoxy, and we pull that into place through the cleanouts and roof vents. So we clean the pipe first, remove the debris, the roots, whatever it is that's in the pipe. As you know, with cast iron, it just tends to choke down over time and reduce in diameter. We remove all of that, restore it to its original diameter, and then we pull the liner into place through cleanouts and roof vents. Because we're pulling it, we can manipulate 270 degrees of turns on the same run. Which is phenomenal. It is. It's and incredible. The amount of money that that saves homeowners from the expense of having to dig up and reset 
the the supply or drain side of their plumbing is an absolute uh, asset to to all homeowners. Absolutely, and and one of the the huge advantages of that is that there's little downtime. Uh, the the uh, epoxy impregnated liner takes about four hours to cure, so that's really the only time that the sewer is offline for the homeowner. So we don't have to displace tenants, homeowners, and occupants can remain in the building, the facility, without having. Uh, disruption in that regard. Well, the studio is telling us we've got a woman on the hold already yes, yes. that had a question on pipe corrosion, and it was just a coincidence that she was already on hold and you walked in. But uh, we're pushing up against the break, so we're going to jump quick early to that and come back and see how we can help connect you with a homeowner already on hold with a question on pipe corrosion here Fantastic. at Rosie on the house. Oh, yeah. Here we are, Rosie on the house. We've taken care of Richard's roof at East Mesa, Wade's drive-through garage gate, Gilbert, John's roof in Tucson, Bob's roof in Tucson, and we're here in studio while Romy's down at Tucson Convention Center, and he has joining him one of our newest Rosie on the house certified contractors, Newflow who specialize in relining pipes that are underground or inaccessible. I learned about New Flow a couple years ago when a homeowner from the foothills above Tucson called and said, my home's 60 years old. Our sewer line is toast. There's nothing left to it. And my wife won't let me saw cut all the way down the hall tear up all this beautiful tile work and get it fixed. What's a guy to do? We found new flow. Let me bring in Brandy, who's calling from Scottsdale and wants to visit with the guys that Romy has right there, prepared to answer the question. Brandy, how are you? I'm good. Thank you for taking my call. What are you dealing with? Um, I live in South Scottsdale, um, own the home. It was built in 1960. And uh, about uh, two Mondays ago, when we had that big rain, um, uh, later in the evening, um, I have a roommate who uh, was taking a bath and using the bathroom in the hall bath, and then she wasn't realizing that there was obviously a clog and everything was coming out of the shower onto the, you know, the shower and the toilets, I think, onto all the floor in the bathroom, on the other master bath, and then the bedroom and the kitchen. So when I woke up and realized it, got it all out, and then I just thought it was a clog, you know, that we'd have to get fixed. I had a plumber come out the next day just out of, you know, calling different places, and I got a plumber to come out, and I, and he had a camera, and I just said, yeah, I just want to unclog the sewer. And uh, and he so he went into the access from the backyard, and he couldn't find any issues. There was no clog there, so he said it had to be under the house or in the house. He went on the roof and went down with his camera, and he was also able to unclog with the, with the same camera piece. He found the first problem, and then he also found a second problem because um, the clog wasn't completely clear. It was right outside the backyard door at, before the access pipe. Um, he said that area was cracked and it was shifted a little bit, so things were getting caught up in there. But he told me the main problem that he's seen under my uh, the the bathroom toilets and shower area, I guess. The He said the 
main sewer line was collapsing. It went from really, you know, the normal size down to small and would need to be replaced, okay. um, meaning okay. jackhammering or whatever it is to go under the slab. And I'm just, uh, I have some time. I Obviously, I did a homeowner's insurance claim because of the sewer water, not realizing they don't cover <laughs> access to it right. um, or the plumbing underneath, which was quite a shock. And I'm also just, I'm just concerned about if you guys think I should get a second opinion to okay. confirm it is class. Okay. I'm afraid of being well, taken. And also, who would you recommend? Well, here, we'll give you a second opinion. opinion right here, free on air. Brent Windorf of New Flow, what do you think? Uh, sorry to hear you're having these problems, Brandy. That's, uh, that's definitely something that I'm sure you weren't anticipating. But you're in good company. We do quite a bit of work in South Scottsdale, and, and based on uh, the information that you're telling me, it sounds like, in fact, uh, your branch line, so, so your, your shower line is going to be a branch line that's going to tie in to the main sewer line. And uh, a couple of things that you had mentioned kind of give me a little bit of concern. Uh, you said that uh, the report from the other plumber was that the pipe is collapsing. Uh, I'm not really sure exactly uh, how far gone the pipe is. It would be a good idea for us to get our eyes on it and see if it's even a candidate for what we do. But it sounds like that pipe itself is just uh, reducing in diameter and restricting flow and uh, needs to be rehabilitated. That's what it sounds like, um, yeah. How far gone? Brent, can a pipe be where it's too far gone for y'all to fix? Okay, that's a great question. So because we're pulling it, if we can keep the pipe from uh, collapsing in on itself, meaning that debris and the soil from falling in, we can pull through it. Uh, we have a very high probability that we can line it. Okay. The example you have at your booth, there is a pipe that a section of it, you know, all you see is your liner right. left, and because it's epoxy and it's waterproof, you know it, it will still contain the integrity of that. For you know, once it's hardened, uh, you know, just to give people an idea, in cases where they're trying to mount into concrete where there wasn't already a J bolt that was embedded into the concrete, they'll drill a hole straight down, put the metal piece in, and inject it with epoxy, and that you don't need any kind of angle. The epoxy is strong enough right. to hold that. Uh, bolt straight into the concrete without it slipping out and and be structurally rated. I mean, epoxy is an incredibly strong material. It's very durable. You're absolutely right. It's uh, There's occasions where we can actually put a spot liner in uh, in situations where you're trying to attach to a new pipe and uh, the pipe is so corroded that it keeps uh, crumbling when you try to attached to that. But. Now, y'all have a office in Tucson and an office in Phoenix, so y'all would be able to dispatch somebody from Absolutely. the Phoenix office to go look at Brandy and see if we can't save her some money getting her uh, drain pipe lined so we don't have to dig up jackhammer and replace a new uh, a new drain system for her. Yeah, I'd like to uh, put Brandy in touch with a member of our team in, uh, up in Phoenix and uh, let, it, let us uh, have an opportunity to come out and, and perform a camera inspection ourselves. We don't charge for that. We'd like to, to again, see if this is just a candidate that we can uh, help you out with. And if you'd like to see this and you're in southern Arizona or if you just feel like driving from Phoenix to Tucson today to look at it, <laughs> you're right across from our booth. You're, what, 823? 823. 823 here at the Sabo Home Show at the Tucson Convention Center going on today and tomorrow. You can come visit us and find anything you're looking for, your home, castle, or cabin. And we'll be back next Saturday on air live from headquarters with more on our water topic and guests from CAP delivering 1.5 million acre feet of water to Arizona every year. <laughs>